Welcome to Watch Our Crap Ends, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today here on Crap Ends On Demand, our video feature, is Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. How are you, sir? Hi. 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 um, We are doing a lot of Crap Ends On Demand this week because we had so many episodes and we did not have time to do a bonus episode this week, so we figured we would. We gave... The Beverly Hills crap is on demand to the bonus people. We did an extra crap is on demand for the crap is on demand people. So uh, we just want to make sure all our Patreon people know they are loved. And we, you know, when we do things like miss a bonus episode, we don't do it lightly. But by the way, happy National Podcasting Day or Podcast Day, Ronnie. Happy National Podcast well, Day. Well, happy our National day. Podcast Day, man. <laughs> it's our day. This is if Hallmark had a card, we would have received them by now, but they don't. But. <laughs> <laughs> a rude Maxine card only about pod- a rude podcasters. Maxine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I was kind of thinking I'm like, like this is like right now impromptu thinking. So I'm probably going to <laughs> omit people. But uh, I want to give a shout out to some of our podcast friends because like, I feel like the spirit of National Podcast Day is, you know, like spreading the love. And everyone should subscribe to these other podcasts because, you know, I I have felt that one of the reasons why we have been able to grow our podcast so much is because, you know, we've been the generosity of other podcasts, you know, yes. like being able to guest on other podcasts, people coming on to our podcast, um, people regramming us, people recommending us, you know, all the podcasts, we all really do lift each other up. So I'm just like, you know, uh, so I want to give a shout out. I did it on Twitter. Michelle Collins, Midnight Snack. We love Michelle. Um, to Judgy Girls, Reality Gaze, The Lady Gang, who we just did a show with that was really fun a few months ago. Um, past Present, my friend Neil, Past Present. Um, Danny Pellegrino, Everything Iconic. Um, I'm really like I'm really bad at making lists on the fly, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm K- Casey, uh, our friend K- Casey. Casey, Ryan Bailey, Lars. Ryan Bailey, and, of course. Uh, yes. With um, it, see, I have trouble like thinking of names on the spot. So Ryan Reality Bailey is. from um, uh, I was gonna say everything iconic. That's Danny. Um, let's see, Lars and Carrie from the Sex Sexy podcast. podcast. Now I feel bad because my my tweet actually literally omitted like half of these podcasts. I'm so sorry, friends. But <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mentioned really briefly. The reality is was started by uh, actually two of our listeners who came together and started their own podcast we love hearing when that happens that so go go check out them subscribe to them um well maybe we'll think of some more while we <laughs> oprah do super soul podcast love you oprah <laughs> little shout Smart out to oprah. love you guys <laughs> just morbid, actually how about morbid our our friends at morbid by the way a big shout out to morbid because um elena of morbid she just wrote a book and it is number two on the new york times bestseller it's and good it's i'm big- reading it it's really oh, good. You? It's called Butcher and the Wren. So go buy that. It's a serial killer book, of course, because what else would it be? Felina. So yeah. go listen to that. It's or go. I guess you can listen to it. I don't know. I'm reading it. 
like actual the pages okay well i'm a kindle mm-hmm. so go check that out and i think that's it also on saturn news uh to everybody in charleston that effing hurricane's coming your way today as we record this so hope Stay you're safe. okay over there hope florida's recovering okay and geez the world's mm-hmm. nuts right now so the world love is nuts. to everybody okay <laughs> except you chef like- except chef <laughs> So let's get I, I, into Southern Charm. Like the world shall is we? nuts. Like people have lost their homes, but more importantly, it's National Podcast Day, guys. That's, <laughs> well, that's, that's the world. Amazing. I mean, right now there, there's bad news every day. Like, what are you going to do? You know, you mix in the bad with the good, and you sit back and you just you take them both. Get through till have. tomorrow, which is another day full of shit to deal with. Thanks for coming yeah. by for your daily dose of positivity. Exactly. Hey. And just before we dive into this um, season finale recap of Southern Charm. I did mention crap is on demand. You probably know this already, but in case this is your first time ever listening to this podcast, because it might be, you go to patreon.com slash watch our crap. And then if you support on the crap is on demand level, you can not just listen to us record these very words that you're hearing, but you can actually also watch us, which is always lots of fun. Lots of, you know, actually sometimes for me, I, I always put up the video before I put up the, put up the audio. So you get a, you get to hear it slightly faster. Um, Any who... That is the news. Let's talk some Garsh Southern Charm season finale. Garsh. While some of us were having fun at St. Simon's, <laughs> we should just have Naomi narrate all of our announcements at the beginning. <laughs> Previously the on hurricane. National Podcast Day. <laughs> and people Hurricane gar- Day. <laughs> garbage people got onto microphones and said garbage things <laughs> while garbage wind blew around. <laughs> Yeah, so it's Naomi. Uh, Naomi, her mood is not improving. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that. It, it doesn't improve from the beginning narration part of this episode <laughs> till the end of this episode, okay? Naomi just yeah. basically, this whole season has been, why does Naomi have a constant headache? This is it. <laughs> this is the origin story of <laughs> Naomi's headache that will never go away. Yeah, and this episode does come with a trigger warning, as in you've been warned up and triggered. Okay, so so just know I'm I will be ranting later this episode. Uh oh. Okay, I'm excited <laughs> to see just what did it. Was it the tuxedo I mean, napkin fold? <laughs> I think it's gonna. I think it'll be pretty obvious what what triggers me, but you know it's fine. <laughs> Seating charts. Getting close. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so we start with Christmas music, and we're sewing down south at Christmas. And Craig is talking to his staff, uh, and they're all, like, sitting around, like, I don't know, like a meeting when you were a little kid. Like, you all went to the library and had to sit around for, like, a mm-hmm. a meeting of some sort, and the teacher's yeah. in the middle. At a, at a and it's like a substitute meeting. teacher. Yeah, and you're but, like, who is that? Of- it's not our teacher. It's like Craig is obviously not ever there. They're like, but notice that no this? one was actually sitting on pillows. <laughs> hey, that's the <some> merchandise. <laughs> if you got room, if you got room, I was gonna say, if you got time to to lean, you got time to clean, but that doesn't apply. If you got time to sit, you got time to not sit on a pillow. Is that if you got time to scream, you got time to wear cream. Because he's like, <laughs> I'm excited for Christmas time. I love Christmas, and I was like, then why are you in white and cream? <laughs> Why, why are you mixing white and cream? You look like clean snow on the bottom and dirty snow on the top. <laughs> I I like dressing up like a mini marshmallow and hot cocoa. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> which I feel like he would actually say to Paige, like, hey, Paige, I'm like a mini marshmallow right now. Craig, that is so cute. That's like adorable. <laughs> like, literally, every girl loves that. That's, <laughs> that's what Paige says a lot. And then she she and then, tells us what all girls <laughs> like or don't like. 
literally, and, and a girl would love that. Literally, every girl would hate that. <laughs> literally, every would, girl would be mad at that. And then she would have like a moment where she would be like astounded by her her, her lot in life. She'd be like, if you told me nine months ago, I'd be in Charleston and I'd be dating a guy who dressed up like a mini marshmallow. I'd be like, I don't believe now, <laughs> but here I am. Yeah. So then we go over to Marcy, who's had her baby, and now nobody knows who she is. She's in the store. She's like, hi, it's me, Marcy. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Marcy, me, Marcy. Mm, no. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Like, oh, Marcy, come on in, Mars. <laughs> Looking great. She's like, ah, I want to buy a dress. I haven't felt sexy in so long, so I want to go sexy tonight. So here's what I want, toots. I want sequins, and I want lots of feathers on the shoulders. Sexy! <laughs> yeah. I want to dress like uh, I'm about to win a Lifetime Achievement Award at the, at the uh, Country Grammys, all right? <laughs> I want to dress like I'm the guest of honor on This Is Your Life in 1987. <laughs> Go do it. Surprise! This is your life. You're pregnant! <laughs> So then Vanita, who finally has another friend to show on the show, Tati, is with her friend, and they're talking about her nipples getting in a dress. And Vanita's like, well, you said to show up. And her friend's like, I said show up, not show out. What the hell? Put those things away. Yeah. And then Shep is choosing a tuxedo in, like, one of the many tuxedo stores. I feel like Charleston has the highest tuxedo store uh, per capita in the entire United States based on this show. Like, how many tuxedo stores do they go in? There's, like, so many tuxedo stores in that one street. And There then, really um, are. I could never <laughs> live in that place. And it's a beautiful place. You know, we went there. And it's really, really a pretty city. And they've got a lot of great food and bars and stuff. But the people wear suits and they get dressed. I mean, I just can't do that. I don't even own a suit. Not any kind. I mean, if somebody dies tomorrow, you're getting my old Navy. <laughs> my old Navy <laughs> Texas you're Texas tuxedo. Jeans, a jean jacket. Yeah, I'll wear my monk costume. That's it. <laughs> well, you look like you're like, like, oh, wow, this is a very religious ceremony. So um, I'll just sit with like a little cereal on the back going, don't. <laughs> Shep Shep is um, Austin's trying on a tuxedo jacket all of a sudden he's like Shep I'm gonna wear this to the golf course and and Shep is like you look gosh you look like Roger Federer in Wimbledon I feel like Roger Federer isn't named enough in references so congrats Roger he's like yes made it he's sitting at home like made it and then he realizes in reference to Austin and he's like oh damn it <laughs> Why did I have to make costume Roger Federer cars? <laughs> so then we go to Leva. Guess where Leva is? She's at home. Guess who she's with? Not her child. There's only yeah. one other cast member. It could be her dog, Lucy. Yeah, great. Her child to see is you. actually shooting a cast vacation right now. Like, even he's getting out of the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> they went back to Frank Lloyd Wright's house. It's just like the whole cast and a, and, and a toddler. <laughs> yeah. So she's very, she has anxiety because she's hanging pictures in her office. And it's on like the third floor, which is really hard because she's out of breath because she's in her 40s. This is like a lot. Okay, you're fired. Go. Just go. Just go. <laughs> Love so she FaceTimes with Olivia and Olivia is just like wanting to know like, like, how are you? Like, why didn't you go on the trip? And she's like, I just, I don't, ha- I just, I don't have the energy. I just want to be home with my kid or my dog and some sort of cupcake recipe. That's all I really could do. And, and some like, sort of chore to do. 
cookies <laughs> yeah. or hanging pictures. It's got to be some kind of a chore. Lovett can't just be on her couch, you know? <laughs> no. And so Olivia's like, well, we got this moody tornado named Craig at dinner. And Love is like, oh, yeah. Naomi said he was like really mean. And then she was like bawling and everything. Olivia's like, yeah. He definitely snatched. So Love is like, well, yeah, yet another reason why I didn't want to be there because Thanksgiving, like, that really hurt my, like, it hurt my feelings, like, for, for Naomi, the way Craig was treating her. And, like, when he goes off on Naomi, I'm innately going to be protective, which is why I chose not to go on this trip and make sure Naomi had no one to back her up. Yeah, it's like a home security system that's just tired of worrying all the time. It's like, hey, we got robbed. What's wrong with you? I'm just so sick of being worried about you. Okay? I turned myself <laughs> off. So Olivia's like, um, I see your side. I really do. But like, are you going to go into winter wonderland? Because I have a fun time and I just want to have a fun time in the debt. But like, I don't even think that's possible with this group. Yeah, she's just like, I just want to go in there and like, go. she says like, I want to dip, dip in pizza. I think she means like go in and then leave. So then yeah, now we have Craig. Dip. That's Craig apparently, which I didn't know because someone told me his tongue thing. Uh, dip. He was always doing his like dip. And I guess I remember that because we spotted the circular thing in his back pocket of his jeans. Right. But that's gross. You're too hot to dip. Dip is disgusting. I'm sorry. Although I will say we do see a lot of Craig flashbacks in this episode because this is the episode that's like, oh, my God, Craig is Oprah now. Isn't that crazy? Like yeah. he couldn't even buy towels. And now look at him. He's Oprah. Who's your Stedman, Craig? But uh, <laughs> we see all the clips of Craig when he was younger. And I think this is the first time I've ever said this. But God, Coke bloat looks good on you i mean your face is really filled out it looks great yeah no he's he's definitely like he looks better than he ever has yeah so um uh so now we see him lighting a fireplace i think he's got he's got one of those like logs it looks like a basically uh a sausage roll but you light it on fire and it so looks he, like a yeah a tootsie roll kind of like it's in a yellow package and it's uh I, what a duraflame yeah it's a duraflame like you see i know i'm a man um, yeah, he's got a Duraflame, and uh, he's so proud of himself for lighting it on fire. You know how men have that pride of like, hey, who's going to start the fire? I'll start the fire. No, I know how to start the fire. And there's like this little thing they do about starting a log on fire. Yeah. Uh, Craig does that, but it's with a Duraflame. He's like so <laughs> proud of getting that thing lit. And Paige's like, this is so cute. This is so cute. And Craig is like, I got your favorite things. And uh, he's count. like. A discount? Are we burning discounts now? Oh, I didn't realize they sold cheese balls at Zara now. Okay. So, because <laughs> Craig has like a cheese ball just like on a platter. And Paige has never had a cheese ball before. So, um, she's like, wow, I've been fucking up not having cheese balls. This is crazy. I never thought I'd be the girl who'd be in Charleston eating cheese balls. So he's like, let me show you the mock-ups of the party. And he shows her this plan of the party. And she's like, oh, I love those trees. Every girl would. And then um, he's just like, like green yeah. triangles on a, on, a, on a piece of paper, by the way. It was like a very basic Microsoft Paint, like draw, like, like schematic. And there was like a series of like seven green triangles. And she's like, oh, I love the trees. The trees are great. That's really going to bring it all together. <laughs> And he tells her, uh, he tells us, I've always loved Christmas and I've always dreamed of having a company big enough to have a Christmas party. <laughs> I love that. I love that dream for Craig. I can imagine him as a little kid at like his dad's office party. Like, I'm going to have an office party one day. You just want. He doesn't dream about the job or anything. Just the office yeah. party part. <laughs> also, I think I'm getting to the point 
where I'm going to need Christians to stop saying I've always loved Christmas. I feel like it's okay. You you don't need that. Like, I'm not coming from a resentment as being a Jewish person. I'm just saying, like, it's not a it's not a bombshell revelation. Like, I, I don't need to be convinced. Christmas is wonderful. It's a super fun time of year. And I just feel like it's the same thing when chefs say my culinary point of view fresh ingredients and cooking with love it's like well yes obviously obviously i think at this point you should only you know what i've always loved fire just always yeah it's like it's like i feel like it's not like it's it's not shedding light on anything it's not a it's not a a major um thing to reveal like i've always loved christmas (laughs) it's like congratulations Mm -hmm. congratulations so does pretty much all the planet like i'm jewish i love christmas okay yeah like a present who doesn't love it announce when you hate it that is the more that's the announcement announcement. that's why scrooge has his own like series of films yeah he hates christmas (laughs) you know or the grinch like those people are famous who cares about fucking george bailey well even he didn't love christmas so much he was about to jump off a bridge during it so seriously he almost ruined everyone's christmas when he did that yeah thank god he had a psychotic episode and saw an angel yeah the people who are the people who say um like i've always loved christmas those are hallmark channel people you know no one wants to sit with them they would totally be at the kids table at this party I'm not dissing someone's love of Christmas. I'm just saying when people announce it, like it's this fascinating character, uh, like 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 a part of their person, like fascinating part of their personality. I feel like every like I feel like almost everyone loves Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So Paige is like, question: Are you doing the seating chart? And he's like, No. Everyone's big enough now to choose for themselves. They're not a bunch of children. And she's like, um, well, I just look at it as controlling chaos because like, you don't want Olivia to sit next to Madison. You don't want me sitting next to anybody who would pay full retail price. You don't want, all- he's like, I can't deal with this. All right. We're old enough to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, says the guy who actually winds up having the biggest meltdown. So then <laughs> she's so then she's like um are you gonna invite naomi and he's like i don't want to i don't want to i love christmas and she's like well i think like it'll be bigger you'll be the bigger person if you invite naomi and like i think you not not inviting her is like a bit harsh it makes you look petty which you are but people don't need to see that it's sort of like when you buy something at half off they don't need to know it's half off you can say you paid full price you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so I like that this is bookended. This whole season is bookended by Naomi being forced invited to parties, right? Yeah. Because wasn't that the first party, too? It's like people who don't like Naomi being forced to invite Naomi. What was the first one? That Was was that Catherine's birthday party? Yes, that was Catherine's birthday party. Back when Catherine was a cast member of this. Yeah, and she's like... I would like to extend the invitation to come to my birthday party. And then she came and she's like, I fucking hate that bitch. Why was she looking at me like that? <laughs> so we start with that and we end with that. So Craig's yeah. like, uh, well, if she wants to come fine, I just don't want to interact with her anymore. Also, Craig is just basically being a little remote controlled car controlled by Paige at this point. She controls yeah. him this entire episode. He will invite Naomi. I will invite Naomi. <laughs> Fight with Naomi. I'm going to fight with them. Fight with Lava. She's dumb. I'm going to fight with Lava. You're dumb. Get out. <laughs> He's like, I just I just want this gala, which, by the way, it's funny that it's a gala. I just want this gala to be happy and like a celebration and like not dealing with shit from my past. I'm like, well, 
But it's also like half of this party is, hey, remember how you guys were so mean to me? Look at me now. Like, it's all about the past, in fact. So, so Paige is. You have just to like, invite okay. Naomi to the party that you're trying to impress Naomi with, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually what, Na- what, what Paige really wants to do is be like, look what you, look what you gave up. Commercials. Here comes one right now. Uh, so we go over to Patricia's house and, you know, there's a lot of weird things in there. There's like a lot of little dirty stuffed animals sitting on a table and a flamingo <laughs> running like a Santa flamingo running. <laughs> and then Naomi comes over in a crop top, as one does to Patricia's house. I mean, yes. I would like to give Naomi credit. That's a, that's a lot of gumption to show up at Patricia's house in a crop top. I just don't yeah. think that I would have the nerves to do that, even though that's how most of my clothes fit now. I mean, Patricia's house is kind of like a temple for excessive fabric, right? I mean, the caftan is the exact opposite of a crop top. So it is yeah. It is a bold move. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So she arrives and they immediately start talking about shambongs and caviar. And Patricia is like, well, a friend of mine gave me shambongs. I never heard of shambongs. It's what I used to call Koopa. Get that shambong out of here, that little fruity (laughs) shambong. Turns out it's an actual piece of glassware. (laughs) Who travels with their own shambong, am I right? I'm never high on champagne, but maybe I would be with the shambong. How much money are you getting to say shambong? I know Shambong got a lot of a lot of publicity. Please stop saying Shambong. Like at this point, I'm uncomfortable with the word Shambong. Shambong. <laughs> come on, baby. I hear it everywhere. It's like, come on, baby. How am I not to do that? Shambonga. <laughs> shambong. 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 That was my attempt to do Shaka Khan. Um, <laughs> I feel for you. After all these years, I've never bothered to learn that rap. So every time I try to do a parody of it, it, it never makes sense because me just <laughs> saying two words and then going ba ba da ba da ba da ba da. Shaka. Well, how are you supposed to follow up the conga song from Gloria Stefan? I mean, really? <laughs> I know. I know. It was, a, it was, a, it was, I was a fool for thinking I could even t- take on Chaka Khan. <laughs> I'm every Shambong. It's all in me. Shambong and the Shambong, baby. Doing the Shambong Lee. Ain't no Shambong. Get me better. <laughs> Make me feel I believe like- the Shambongs are our future. Shambong well and let them Shambong the way. Through like the shambong, through the fire, through the shambong, through the shambong down my throat. I won't try to hit those notes. Sorry, Evan. You know, I was about to. I I forgot to apologize that when I had my microphone snap on the Beverly Hills episode, it created a um a stretch of extremely loud and annoying static for the listeners. And um, I went back and I lowered the volume on that. So I apologize for uh, hurting everyone's ears with that. And I also apologize for somehow topping it just now with my Shaka Khan impersonation. So everyone... <laughs> a lot of apologies this week. It's a week Sorry. of apologies. Is there, if there could be anything worse than loud static, it's me singing Shaka Khan. <laughs> if I could be part of your shambong. Also, Ben apologizes for Disney casting a shambong. As the new Little Mermaid. Uh, I know you guys are uh, yeah. really upset out there. People, really listen, upset. mermaids are not real, okay? <laughs> if a mermaid is a shambong, that's fine. 
<laughs> Everyone needs to chill out. <laughs> okay, so Madison and uh, what's her buns? Naomi are both over there doing the shambong, and um, everyone's squealing at each other. And because uh, they're girls, it's girls' night. They're like, Miss Patricia. Also, they talk to Miss Patricia like she's um, on her final deathbed. <laughs> like they always come in, like, Hi, Miss Patricia. It's like, Jesus. Okay, she's here to get wasted with you. Like, not to have you read to her or play a song on the piano. Like, let's all calm down. So they talk about uh, Whitney's haircut because he's the. Uh, the butler, of course. Yes. And so then they start doing some shambong, 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 goes the trolley. <laughs> go, 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 shambong, you know what they say. Go, 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 shambong, you'll make it someday. Patricia Sorry. and shambong. <laughs> okay, so uh, they do shambongs, and then Whitney dips his little cracker thing right into the caviar, caviar bowl. And they're like, Whitney, I've never seen anyone do that, Whitney. Naomi's like, you did it like it was salsa. <laughs> also, I, I do have to say that when they were doing the shambongs, Whitney goes, mother, Jesus Christ, I can't look. All, all the indignities I've suffered because of my mother. This has got to be a top five. <laughs> Quiet, Whitney, and put this shambong in your face already. Okay, <laughs> bottoms up. Although with this thing, who knows which one's the bottom, which one's the top. It's like Cl Studio 54, 1982. Am I right? Cheers. Just to think I used to be doing coke with Cole Porter, and now here I am doing shambongs with crop top and hair girl. <laughs> so then um craig, craig calls, calls naomi yeah craig yeah. calls naomi and um he's like what's up she's like what's up just going over final things for the winter gala and i want to let you know i would love to have you come i'm sorry the way i said those things i should never elevate or raise my voice to anyone especially you no woman literally no woman would like that yeah, that's right. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Also, I can't believe I've been sleeping on cheese balls. These are wonderful. Why don't they have these in New York? Do people know about these? Can you get them half off somewhere? Heck, yeah. You're reading my page. Do you need to sound like you're being held by terrorists and you're asking for like a ransom? Come on, Greg. And then Naomi is like, fuck your olive branch. I'm going to hit you in the head with it right now. Because she's like, this is a convo we've had before, so, like, I feel like you're going to do it again, and, like, I don't really want to put myself in that position. He's like, <laughs> oh, well, okay, I just wanted to clear the... I just wanted to clear the air then. Don't care at all. Don't no, I'm not nervous about this at all. <laughs> it's like my phone's burping. So she hangs up, and then Patricia goes slides down onto the floor, which I feel like we've never seen. And she's like, "Go ahead, don't mind me. Uh, you know, I would if I were you, I would go. And when your friends are gonna be there, and who I think the champagne finally hit. This reminds me of 1987, being on the set of Cheers and having an intimate moment with Ted Danson after we enjoyed some of those beverages behind that bar. It's real, you know." Whitney, I, I just got shambonged. <laughs> so Madison's like, well, this has been a little litty titty. Well, I don't know. I prefer shit faced. I'm like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> so then we go uh, over to Paige and Craig who are checking out the gala space. 
And he's like, oh my god, it's my first winter gala. It looks so good. Yeah, so good. Like, literally, this is like a whole literal wedding. <laughs> it's like, did they rent out like a like a high school gym? What was that space they were in? It was like huge and cavernous. And yeah. like t- hot, like a ceiling so hot you couldn't even see the ceiling. <laughs> it was such a big, empty, cold space. Yeah, Um it really was. And it was a foundation. It was like the David Jenkins Foundation for Boys Missing Their Front Teeth or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, so we meet Amanda, his business partner. I don't think we've met Amanda because didn't he have so. like another lady that worked with him before? And she's like, Craig, do your pillows. And he's like, whatever, Reagan. Well, I forget <laughs> her name, but it was yeah. something like that. That was a different person. I don't know if we've met Amanda before. We might have, you know, there's, at this point, there's so many sort of like, faces that kind of come in and out of this show but um yeah we meet amanda the party planner and she's like showing off like okay so there's like a photo booth we got two bars we got napkins oh my god i love that the napkins are like little tuxedo jackets that's like so cute i already am liking and subscribing to your napkins Uh, yeah it's like a tuxedo it's like the theme is beautiful yeah the theme is christmas craig (laughs) i love christmas (laughs) i've always loved it (laughs) <laughs> and so Amanda's like, okay, so all you really need to do for this entire party, since I've done all of this stuff, okay, including the pillows that are over there <laughs> that have your name on them, which is kind of funny, but I'm not bitter. Um, all you really need to do is the seating chart. And he's like, no, we're not doing a seating chart. We're a very mature group of people. She's like, um, are you sure you don't want to do a seating chart? Uh, no, because if it was like an event that people like don't know each other... <laughs> But like, who am I to tell people not to where, not to sit where they want to sit? You know what I mean? Okay, really? <laughs> you don't think that's gonna cause any drama? It will to people who have a seating chart. <laughs> okay, Craig. <laughs> How does anybody work with Craig? How? How do well, Because you know this is all he does. He walks in the office like square pillows again. I want to make one that's like oblong tangle. I want a T-shaped pillow. Can we do T-shaped pillows? <laughs> he doesn't want to do the seating chart because he doesn't want to actually have to do a piece of work. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, he was ma- like clearly he's got a whole team. Like, I think Craig is like, how about this? We do a pillow with a flamingo on it. And then they execute. You know, he may sew some pillows, but it seems like he's got a team that's executing. He sort of says as much. So I feel like when given an actual task to do, he's like, no. I don't want, they can find out where they want to sit. <laughs> yeah. And so um, she's like, well, as long as tonight's peaceful, because I, I mean, we worked really hard on this, right, Craig? And he's like, it will be peaceful. <laughs> have you have you seen this show? This is not going to be peaceful. So then we no. go over to Shep's house, Gorsh, Nine, 902 Dodo. Gore Street! So we're at Shep's house, and he's with Taylor, and he's still doing his best. Look, I'm a good boyfriend, everybody. Hey, Tay-Tay! Fucking idiot. I said that part in my head. Goddamn fucking idiot. Hey, cracking goddamn idiot. Tay-Tay! <laughs> and um, uh, she has like a, her dress for tonight, and she's like, she's like, well, I got some chicken cutlets for the dress. They're called boob pads to help fill it out. And he goes, oh, gosh, itty bitty titty committee. Am I right, Tay? She's like, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Shep. Thanks. 
Thank so you he's, so much. he's got a blue suit. Um, I'd like to congratulate him on having a blue suit without like happy smiley faces all over it. I think this yeah. is one of the more toned down things we've seen from Shep. And mm-hmm. she's like, wow, babe, that's really sharp. And he's like, why don't we go talk outside? What a beautiful day for me and my titty, itty, bitty, titty, day, day. <laughs> fucking idiot. Fucking. Hey, I just checked the weather. Uh, the temperature is outside. You got the fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> well, the good news is your boobs are so small, we don't have to worry about it being too cold outside. If you know what I'm saying, Garsh! So Shep is like, listen, I want to talk to you about how Garsh happy I am, and we're happy, and I'm happy that we're happy, and I'm genuinely happy, and I think you're happy too, especially when I yell at you. So there's some things I need to work on, and we've talked about it, but I want you to be there with me while I do that. What I'm saying is, stop everything in your life while I pretend to work on myself. Garsh! And she's like, well, I will be there to love and encourage you all the way through all of this personal growth. And he's like, how that means the world to me. And meanwhile, the music's like playing this tinkly piano. It reminds me of like one of those hypnosis tapes from the 90s that are like, I don't want a cigarette or a Snickers bar. All I want is the joy family. You know, it's like, bing, bing, bing. And um, he's like, yeah. Put down that that shambong and enjoy your family. (laughs) I don't want to do Coke with Cole Porter anymore off of the bar at Cheers. All I really want to do is make a happy family and positive changes in the world. Plink, 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 I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Quiet, Gavin DeGraw. Get off my hypnosis tape. (laughs) Shaka Khan is like, not on the same episode that I'm on. You can have your own episode later, Gavin. She's like, I do not open for Gavin DeGraw on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So he continues. He's like, and it means the world to me. It really does. And I just feel really positive about you being in my life. I mean, wow, where are we going to go? I don't know. Where are we going? Uh, who knows? But I want to go there together. And that's why I want to get down on one knee, which I won't, because let's face it, my knees are made out of cream cheese. And I want to <laughs> say, Taylor. And she's like gulping. She's like, oh, my God, here it comes. He's going to propose to me. I want you to quit your job and come <laughs> and come travel the world with me. And she's like, what? <laughs> well, you know. And he tells us, traveling is the ultimate barometer of a relationship. Bill Murray made a speech here in Charleston. He said, if you love somebody, travel to places that are hard to get to, hard to get back to. And then if you do get back together, when you get to the airport, ask her to marry you. I'm like, or go to the mall. That's also a pretty good barometer, too. Just try that out. Or like, as 30, remember 30 Rock, that 30 Rock episode? Go to Ikea. If you can survive Ikea... You will be fine. You don't have to go to Myanmar to figure this out. Also, can I just point out um, one of the happiest looking people I've ever seen? It's not Bill Murray. Okay. (laughs) Has anybody even seen the man smile? Okay. Um, I think we all know the key to a successful relationship is to start up your own real estate agency and then wear hats all over TV. 26 years, Kyle Mauricio. Oh, and he's just such a gross, he's so gross how he phrases it, too, because he's like, you know, everything happening here right now, this tiny balcony, that dead plant you gave me that I couldn't really even keep alive, (laughs) it's all my dream, and you're the star of my dream. It's like, wow, I cast you in my dream. 
Now, don't you want to do exactly what I? He's just so gross. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to take like twenty thousand. Did he say twenty thousand dollars? Thirty thousand. Oh, 30. So I'm going to take $30,000 and put it in a joint account, and me and you can travel the world until we run out of money. I was like, $30,000? Where are you staying? The mo- big six? Okay. <laughs> You're going to be done in two weeks. What the hell kind of cheap-ass travel is that? And he's like, I know it's scary, but I think we could benefit from an adventure. Because basically, you never know who you'll find on Raya in a different country. So she's like... <laughs> She's like, well, if he wants me to uproot my life and put all my eggs in one basket, Taylor! Sorry, I'm not allowed to say eggs anymore. It gives me nothing to lean on except for him, and I don't know how to feel. There's a lot to unpack here. And he's like, you should really think about it, Taylor. Me, cheap hotels, places you've never been to and don't know how to leave. Doesn't it sound fun? She's like, uh. So then Listen, they're we- met. By the way, if your metaphors are clashing, that's a bad sign. If he's telling you pack up so we can go and you're saying there's a lot to unpack, you're not on the same wavelength. Yeah, right. So they go. Now we go to Vanita with her dog, Charles, you know, and um, no one cares. It's like no the, she's, they're everyone's putting on makeup. So this is like the who cares part. And Austin is blow drying his hair, which I'm now obsessed with these Austin blow drying his hair scenes because you really do see how important it is to him. The way he looks at it and getting it perfect <laughs> and just staring at himself before he leaves. I love that insecurity about him and I cannot wait to see him go bald. Please, Lord, <laughs> that's all I want for Christmas. I've always loved Christmas. <laughs> And he's wearing boxers that have like a little tuxedo shirt on the dick. And he's like, wow, these these make my dick look huge. And um, thankfully, we cut away right then and there. And then more makeup, <laughs> more makeup. And now Shep I really didn't like, think that. I have to say, I was like, was Danny DeVito invited to the Oscars? Like, who's that? <laughs> Um, so then we see Taylor covering a pimple and Shep's like, where's your pimple? She's like, right here, Shep. And he's like, Taylor, you're the only one that sees these things. You don't really have a pimple. You're even gaslighting pimples. Stop. Just stop. (laughs) And meanwhile, Catherine, for the first time in like five episodes, she returns and she's like, okay, I need to figure out my look for tonight. She like reaches for like the spackle. She's like, okay, bring that. <laughs> Just like a bucket and a shovel. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready to put this foundation on. It's called Take the Cake. I like the name of that one. <laughs> so then we go over to Paige and Craig, and she's like, Do you like my dress? And it's like this white, pretty dress, and it's got this cutout from like above where a muffin top would be if she had one. I'm like, yeah. probably down to like mid thigh or something on the side. And um, it's, I mean, God, can you imagine looking like that? It looks like you see her body moving. It looks like a little doll. I was like, wow, what's that like? What's it like to go to a, like, even fill up gas looking like that? I wonder what that would be like. I'd be like, hi, hi, everybody. I'm just getting some unleaded over here. Anybody else like Christmas? Anybody else? (laughs) Craig's like, you look like Cindy Lou Who, but like. A hot Cindy Lou Who, because I love Christmas. She goes, yay. Could we like children characters less at Christmas? That would be great. Every woman would love that. Okay, Craig. (laughs) So uh, we're at Craig's Winter Wonderland party now, and they're walking in giggling. And she goes, Craig, look at this. You did all of this. He's like, 
we did it. She goes, uh-uh, you did it, Craig. You did it. And he goes, you're right. Because at the end of the day, it's my vision. No, sir. <laughs> no, you didn't do shit. And you know you didn't do shit for this party. He's like, I've done all of this. Meanwhile, we're going to see the eight employees sitting there. Now, look, it's normal that that people have a company. But Craig, Paige, stop driving Craig this hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? He actually said we, and then you changed it to you. Don't turn him into a total monster. Well, also, I just funny for him to say it's it's my vision. It's like it's like holiday decorations. It's like I think it's I think it's the world's I made vision. Christmas. Commercials. Here comes one right now. I also like that when they were walking up to the venue, he uh, he's like, Paige, you look so pretty. And then he walked into a branch. He's like, Oh, my hair. <laughs> it was looking so good too. So then he's so then he's like tells us because he's looking at his his party setup. He goes, my mind is like processing a lot right now. For instance, tinfoil. Have you ever heard of it? It's a thing. God, my mind is still trying to wrap my head around it. Anyway, does it really keep anything fresh? Because I think like the air can get around it or under it. I just don't really get it. (laughs) It's but like. Like seeing this, seeing this, this party, it's kind of like the scene at the end of your movie where your life flashes between your eyes, not, not before your eyes or in front of your eyes, but between your eyes. And hopefully I'm not dying. And I have all these images going through my mind right now. Like, I don't think every movie has, uh, I just like that. I I like that. Like every movie that Craig watches has someone like right, right before it ends, someone like be like, my life. And they just like flash back to everything in between then, their eyes. And that's why everyone at the end of a, a death scene in a movie has like a sinus problem. They all reach for their sinus. They're like, oh. <laughs> um, so, Craig, we see the scenes that are flashing before his eyes. And Naomi, like, oh, I can't take you seriously with that sewing machine. And Patricia saying, like, well, when you do a pillow, you should work on the odd a little bit more and make sure it doesn't look like clip art. Craig. <laughs> Cameron laughing in his face. Naomi being like, You sit home and you sew. What's wrong, What's wrong with, my with my sewing? sewing? <laughs> so he's like, Yeah, a lot of people named Naomi who dad is sewing down south are going to be in this room tonight. And I'm sure it's a little bit fun to say, like, Fuck you. You didn't believe me again, Naomi. What's wrong with my sewing now? Biage. <laughs> So then everyone starts to arrive, lots of people. We've got Shep and Taylor. We got Jerry, Craig's partner, Vanita, Tati, um, Leva. And then Marcy and John show up. And then Craig is like, wow, Marcy had a child seven days ago. And Marcy goes, ah, actually, it was two weeks ago. I was pregnant two weeks ago. <laughs> and then Olivia is going to pick up Austin. And so she calls him. And he's, always, he's like, always, always dreamed of you picking me up. Staying right now. You're coming over in the car. <laughs> I love how modest his dreams are. That this explains a lot about Austin. Why why he doesn't really do anything with his life because his biggest dream is is t- is is Olivia picking him up in a car. A hot Uber so, driver. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, she's like, my my bra is made out of duct tape. He's like, what? Because it's <laughs> it's a low it's a plunging neckline. He's like, oh hey. Did you bring in an overnight bag or what? Because tell Robin, you ain't coming home tonight and seeing my penis is dressed formally under these pants. 
We just see Robin standing at a window petting a little dog like, You better have her back by 10 p.m. if she wants your life to end. <laughs> have fun, children. Have fun. <laughs> so then um, back at, more people are arriving, and then Shep is like, Oh, gosh, Marcy, how's Edie? Oh, she's a sweet baby. Wow, she's just like... She's just like the sweetest baby. I'm like, again, this goes up there with the I love Christmas because I've yet to meet a parent that's like, oh, God, my my new baby's my two week old baby who's just there like a lump. What a <laughs> fucking idiot. What a bitch. Am I right? Of course, it's one of my favorite baby. people. And I won't name her. But when she had a baby, I was like, how's the baby? She goes, oh, my God, this fucking sucks. No one talks about how much this fucking sucks. This is horrible. <laughs> they don't even look at you, she said. <laughs> like you stay up all night and they don't even look at you because their eyes don't focus really right. So like there's yeah, nothing that's... like your tits hurting and you're feeding your baby and it's looking right past you. Like it's not even paying attention. It's like you're my favorite forever, ma'am. So then um let's see, Madison's hugging Vanita. You know, she looks gorgeous, Madison. And Marcy talking about the baby. Yes, a lot of southern hair. And then Austin and Olivia finally get there. And Olivia goes to say hi to people. And Austin goes right up to Marcy. Goes, oh my god, you look amazing. Are your boobs? I mean, your boobs are those because of? She goes, yeah, because of like baby milk. They're like filled with baby milk. And he goes, wow, it's really hard to keep my eyes up here. My eyes are up. My eyes are in your eyes. I promise. Always charming, really, really living up to the name of the show, you know. <laughs> He's as charming as when Hannibal or when Jodie Foster is walking through, you know, death row to see Hannibal Lecter and someone just like flicks spooge at her face. It's very yeah. charming, Austin. Very charming, yeah. And but I would, I can't imagine Austin be like, <laughs> so then, um, so then Shep is talking to Madison and Patricia. He's like, so gosh. I heard y'all got drunk last night. And Patricia's like, I was shit-faced, to be honest. Put a shambong in my ear by accident. Those things are hard to work. <laughs> so then Chef is with Patricia, um, Whitney, and Madison. And he's like, oh, that was the part you just did. Sorry. <laughs> so then Austin and Craig are talking about uh, how Craig should be so proud. And Craig's like, yeah, I know. And you know what I love? Christmas, Craig, I know. God damn. But if ever there was a crow-eating moment for everybody else, this is it. This is it. Steak, why do you Craig. want to eat crow? We have, like, um, steak and chicken. But why do you want crow? No, Craig, it's a metaphor. Eat crow if you want. I'm not going to tell an adult what to do. I just saw a crow between my eyes. So then <laughs> Naomi and Gwyn's show up together. Um, and uh, Naomi's like, I'm walking into enemy territory, Madison. Like, Craig hates me. And um, Craig, so because she's basically like, I'm going to come to this thing regardless. And Craig's like, I have to laugh to myself because Naomi um thought leaving law to so was the biggest clown idea in the world and here she is walking into my company's christmas party i was like well you know who's not walking into your company's christmas party all those people that were sitting on the pillows at the beginning of the episode by the way <laughs> where are your employees those pillows are the ones they're giving away as gifts right uh don't tell anybody these are but tarnished pillows so not fresh <laughs> not fresh pillows 
So Naomi's like, thanks for having me, Craig. And he's like, yeah, well, uh, sorry for disinviting you. And she's like, she's like giving like a dirty look and looking away from him. I mean, come on, like make some kind of an effort. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, but I mean, she knows what's going on here, you know, and she on top of that, she says, like, I'm coming because I'm not going to let Craig like push me out of a friend group that I'm already in. She's like, you're not going to kick me off this show. You know, I'm yeah. not going to smile and be nice because I'm so happy to be invited. I'm I'm being like, you know, I am in this group. OK, and you have to deal yeah. with me. So now Olivia and Taylor are talking and they're getting pictures and Madison's watching them. And she's like, hmm, they might be over there for they might be. Over, oh, no, they're watching Madison take pictures. Like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to take pictures. She might be over there for a while. And of course, Madison's like making a full Us Weekly shoot out of it. She's like, yes. Now it's see one like we just jumped, but we're real happy about it. <laughs> hey, let's fan, let's make one like we just found corn in our stocking. Born for corn. <laughs> Hold on, hold on one second. Now let's go on Amazon Live. Okay. Hey, Amazon Live. We are here at a Christmas party, and I have to say that any exes that are here at this party with me, they all suck. Not naming names. Okay. Merry Christmas, y'all. Yeah, if you need some Christmas suggestions for your children, I'd suggest pogo sticks. They're much more fun to ride than Austin. Okay. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Patricia goes up to Marcy and she goes, so my God, did you have a baby? Look at you two weeks ago. I was pregnant. <laughs> it's just so a lot of Marcy showing baby, the baby photo over and over and over again this episode. Yeah. So Naomi beelines to the bar to get a drink and Vanita's like, okay, it's Naomi's here. I'm going to go talk to Naomi. So she goes to talk to her, and she's like, hey, happy you came. And she goes, yeah, real dodgy there. <laughs> anyway, and she turns back to the guy that she was talking to at the bar, and he's like, she's like, no, wait, finish, because I've re- this story is so good. Go ahead, Roger. And he's like, yeah, and then mom, like, then she found out she had to get back surgery. So now mom's stuck with back surgery. No, Have you ever mm-hmm. wiped your mom's butt before? And she's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still mm-hmm. going to pretend. You You know, I'm just going to walk over here. And Vanita's like, sorry to interrupt, but are we okay? She goes, we're good. <laughs> and then Vanita's like, all right. And then Naomi just like, Naomi goes, um, Okay. And then just walks away. It was so cold. I was like, Naomi, are you seriously still like raking Vanita over the coals over that stupid moment? For real. That's crazy. So then Vanita goes over to Tati and she's like, "Um, I think Naomi's avoiding me. And Tati's like, well, you got to pull her. You have to pull her. Otherwise, it's just going to get worse. So then uh, we go, we see an oyster and we hear Austin saying, oh, is this a raw bar, bitch? It's like, well, now it's a raw bar plus saliva, bitch, actually. No one eats yeah. those oysters. You don't want to serve open oysters around that mouth, for sure. Yeah. So Madison's talking to Paige, and she's like, oh, hi, Paige. Did you actually help with the party planning tonight? She goes, no, not really. So then Catherine arrives with a guy, and she's got this huge billowy train behind her, and they played the theme song. They're like, "Papa And Craig goes, who's the monk? Oh, it's Catherine. And so she comes in like her cape is willowing behind her, and then she just exhales a huge plume of vape. Yeah. 
So now, um, now Leva and Craig and Vanita and Amanda, the party planner, they're all talking and Craig starts saying like, um, yeah, I mean, I like took years off of my party planner's life because my ideas are impulsive and, but I know they're going to work. And Leva's like, well, ideas are the easy part. Like, you know that, right? Like I, anyone can have ideas. And he's like, oh, I know. That's why I have my team that does this. And she's like, she's like, okay, yeah, well, you know, look, you know what? I can't even be mad at you, Craig, because I love Amanda so much. Eleven has this thing that she loves this party planner. So she's like, she's just she's Persian. Saying, she says, like, I beelined right to the Persian. You know? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, they're like Persian sisters. And so, yeah, she's being an asshole. Like, who does that at someone's company party? Listen, we're doing it behind his back. Who <laughs> like, mm-hmm. goes to somebody's party and is like, oh, yeah, thank God to the people who actually do things. It's your company, Craig. It's like, fuck off, Leva. Right. Like, you haven't left your kitchen this whole ep- I mean, this whole season. So then Catherine's looking at baby pictures with Marcy, and then she goes, yeah, it's, like, so crazy because they're, like, so dependent on you. And Catherine's like, mm-hmm. So then we go to <laughs> Shep and Whitney and Craig talking, and Craig's like, wow, this is, like, the best I've ever seen you dress, uh, Shep. Like, and Austin goes, yeah, your clothes fit. It's nuts. It's nuts right now. And they're clean, and they're ironed. And the buttons are buttoned to the right slots on the shirt this time. So you don't have that thing where one side's longer than the other, Shep. Gosh, I love the yeah. standards of Shep's clothes. And so then um, Marcy then goes up to Taylor and Marcy's like, so I heard you and Shep are going to travel around, which is so like Marcy is such a I don't want to say Shep enabler, but like. She's there to enforce Shep's plan. Right? She's Be- one of the blue ladies in The Handmaid's Tale. She's yeah. one of the blue women, the women in the blue dresses. That's who I don't she know is. what that she's means. One of the but wives. I, actually, I already know that it's correct. Well, they're like the red, the red coats who are the uh, the ladies who are the handmaids. Like they have to have mm-hmm. the babies, and then the blue coats are the wives, and they're the ones that keep the handmaids in line. You know, mm-hmm. like work work yeah. against their own best interests. That's Marcy. She should have worn a blue fucking dress. Yeah, that's a hundred. Like it felt like one of those movies where there's like the evil cousin or sister or something who just is like, "So you're going on the tr- if you want to be part of this family, you go on the trip with Shep." So <laughs> yes, Taylor's like, walking around like, "Look at my baby." I mean, now that I've said blue dress, I I will never unsee that. <laughs> God, you're good, me. So then, um, she's like, "Yeah, so you guys are going traveling and." She's like, well, I mean, we talked about it, but I have a life here, you know? Like, I have a mortgage to pay for. She goes, oh, you can rent it. You can rent it. Shut up, Marcy, (laughs) okay? Not everybody wants to be on the phone begging their mother for a fucking, you know, baby stroller. Right. Like, this is, I mean, and we all see where this is going to go. Of course, Taylor is going to go traveling with Shep. And we all know that they break up. So you just, you're just my heart is already kind of breaking for her. Like you're about to give up so much for this guy, and it's not going to work out. Like don't do this. You're just going to be like ground up in the Shep system and spit out. Well, luckily so, she's a nurse, right? Isn't I know that's what that I was thinking. Job? That's, so, that's the if you're going to take a break from a job, that's the one to do it because they're really understaffed, you know. So yeah, God, like luckily like, nurses are always in demand. Well, not yeah. luckily, but like luckily for her, not luckily, luckily for, for her, humanity. Right. Not I lucky know, for right. humanity that we have enough issues that we always need nurses. Yeah. 
Um, so Shep tells Shep's talking about it with the guys, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I just want Taylor to quit her job and come travel with me." And Craig says, "But if she quits her job, there's like no independence, and then you control everything." And Whitney says, "It's a false step. <laughs> I mean, it's a false step, if you ask me." <laughs> and Shep's like, "It's a, it's a great step. It's a great step." One small step for man, one giant step for Garshkind. <laughs> so then, then Vanita, now in another part of this party, Vanita's sitting in a chair and Naomi walks by. So Vanita's like, it's like, hey, like, can we talk? She's like, you are someone I care about. So like, let's cut the shit. If you think I'm being someone's pet, be like, listen, V, just like, just like, tell me. And, Vanita, and Naomi's like, can we talk about this another time? And then he's like, well, will we actually, though? Will we actually talk about it? And Naomi's like, probably not, actually, because, yeah, probably not. I mean, we've known each other a long time, but I realize there's not a deep friendship there. I'm like, Naomi, you were like, she's such a shithead. So and also, savage. the so way mean. this is going is Vanita is sitting. So she pulled Naomi while she was walking by, and Naomi's just standing in front of her. So already yeah. the power dynamics, like in a conversation, are just so shitty. Right, like yeah, you can't even so sit shitty. in this empty seat and talk to me, you know. Yeah, this is this is not cool. Now, look, I get that she doesn't like that Vanita gets on this show, and then in Naomi's mind, it's like, oh, now you're standing up for Craig when you know what Craig has done to me. But you can say that and have that out without being like this. I mean, this is just gross. And I don't think that what Vanita said last week was really the biggest crime against humanity when she said well he was hurt you have to can you acknowledge that he was hurt that is not like the mo- like yeah i i understand how it maybe felt disloyal in that moment to naomi but like when cooler heads prevail she should have realized it's really not that big of a deal and like it's not worth throwing out i don't think it's what was f- said i don't think it's what was said it's that she she's sitting there being buddy buddy with craig all night and then suddenly standing up for craig you know i don't think it's really what she said i think it's just like Oh, yeah, fine. okay, now I see. Now you're just going to be with Craig because now you're going to be on this show. So it's more important for you to be with the the popular kid than be with the girl on the outs that he's trying to attack at every party. So you're just going to jump ship and be on his side now instead of my side. So I think it's like a lot deeper than that. But she could have just been told her that. Ex- ex- <laughs> exactly. Know? I was like, I-, I think what you say is is true. But I think it's also like if you have a friendship that's pretty... Has, has pretty lengthy, even if it is sort of surfacey. I feel like you can still talk about it and yeah. be like, this is how I felt and this is how you made me feel. And she just kind of like just hung around to dry. I don't know. I thought it was like, I'm a big Naomi fan, but I thought this is this was like really, it felt cruel. And so, yeah, um, agreed. And, and Vanita's like, so are you trying for the deep friendship or not? And Naomi's like, well, when I was in like a very uncomfortable position, like what did you do? Nothing. You don't care about me. You only care about yourself. That's just how I feel. It was like, it's like so. I I don't think that Vanita was caring about herself in that moment. Like say what you will, everything that you just said, Ronnie, was true. But I don't think it was a moment of like only caring about myself. She was just like having a nice time. Yeah, and she's like, I'm just being honest with you. And Vanita's like, well, don't shut me down, though. I mean, come on, don't just shut me down. And she goes, enough, that's enough of this. And Vanita says, oh, you're going to walk away because you don't want to hear what I have to say. And Naomi tells us, um, I'm not friends with people that I don't trust. So, yeah, this is like a friendship-defining well, moment. Because Vanita's like, well, as my friend, because, well, right now we're not friends. And so then she, and that's when she walks away. And it's like, 
And then that's the moment I was talking about last show, last week for like broke my heart singer in the previews where Vanita just like stands up and then just starts crying. And she's like, I need to go. I was like, Vanita, like I felt so bad for Vanita in that moment. It was so like my heart broke for her. So then um, people are taking pictures at other parts of the party. And Madison's like, wait, do you have boyfriend? And Catherine's like, he's gay. And I like that it's Charleston. So you have to say that like cancer on um, like <laughs> it's got cancer, you know, like an old movie. What was that movie that they had to whisper cancer that took place in Brooklyn? Was it? Never mind. Move past. Yeah. Move. But well, they whisper way, like Matt- he has cancer. She's like, he's too short to actually <laughs> date. He's gay. Catherine goes, he's gay. And and Madison goes, oh, those are the best. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, it's a new new set of shoes. But Trish is like, well, we have to go. We're just here for cocktails. Unfortunately, no one called Santa Shambong. So, we're going to be leaving now. Shambong, everybody. Shambong. Patricia's like, the drama's about to start, so I'm going to get on out of here before people start dropping the (laughs) F-bombs. By the way, it's been like three months of watching YouTube TV. Every commercial break is, no more (laughs) F-bombs. They always show that promo for saying that. (laughs) The whole season boiled down to that. So Paige and Craig want to sit down at the table because now it's time to move to the table. And the moment we've been waiting for, the moment we knew was going to cause chaos because it's been alluded to all episode long. And no it's a southern chart. party. You cannot have no seating chart, right? So yes. Paige is like, uh-oh, someone claimed to center seats, and that's where you wanted to sit. Maybe we should have had a seating chart. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And everyone's like, is there a sign seating? Gosh, is there a sign seating? Are there place cards? Where's the seating? Where's-? Everyone's like asking for it. <laughs> is there a sign seating? God, she even does it from the parking lot. <laughs> Is there a sign seating? Wow, is that Thomas Ravenel outside <laughs> asking about it? So, if I were you, I would have had a sign seating. Like, oh my God, JD. JD. Who are sign seating? <laughs> so basically, um, there's no sign seating. So there's chaos, and people are like sitting down and moving around. And then Craig is like, okay, boys on that side. And then girls sit across from your dates on this side. <laughs> like, good luck, gay guy. And so Craig then, is getting all stressed out. Like, he's got that string of hair in his face, and he's starting to sweat like Craig does. And he's standing up, and he's just like, hair. you sit there, you sit there, and then you can sit there, and then you can sit there, and then you can sit there. He's starting to, like, slowly lose it, and he doesn't give Naomi a seat and all of right. that. It's and a big, so, long table, we should imagine. It's a big, long table. And there's two yeah. big, long tables. Yeah, there's, like, right next to each other, but there's, you know, a gap between them. So he seats everybody at his table that he likes, right? And right. so Naomi doesn't get one, and she's like, um, Craig, are there, like, seats? And he goes, uh, not if you're single. <laughs> he goes, you guys have to sit at the other table. What the and hell? This was so rude i don't know look it's a party and you know like the the rational my my mind says it's a party and sometimes you don't get to sit with who you want i get that but this was like to have the whole cast and then 
you have Naomi and Leva had to sit at this big long table with with Gwyn's. Gwyn's is already sitting at the table. Gwyn's is like, I know my lot in life. She already just took a seat, <laughs> and she looks so depressed too. Doesn't Gwyn's always look so sad? She's like sitting there all alone. They're like, I cannot believe I have to sit here with Gwyn. She's like. I thought things would be better for me after I went on to Below Deck. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to be a star. <laughs> and they're sitting there. I mean, look, he should have made an L table, right? Or four tables that are all in a big square or something. You know, like they're smaller tables. That way it's like smaller tables. But yeah, this is shitty because the, have- the table they're at isn't full. It's like three quarters of a table empty. So it really is like, okay, all the, the single people go over there. And on top of that, I mean, like, John and Marcy got a seat at the big table and not, like, Leva and, and Naomi. And say what you want about Leva, about how she had a bad attitude or whatever coming into this, or both of them. But, like, it's fucked up. It's really fucked up. And it's and they're, like, and so Naomi's, like, well, this is so annoying. And Craig goes, well, you didn't have to come, which is so rude to be, like, you're so lucky to be at this party. So you'll have to sit wherever, like, but you don't get to sit with us. So rude. Okay. Yeah. And she's, like. She's like, well, thanks for making me feel awkward. And he's like, I can only do so much. Um, and then she basically, she, I think, accurately says, it's like, it's like, I'll invite you to my party, but you can't sit with us. Like how, like how immature that feels. Even if, to be fair, it wasn't totally intentional because it was like everyone could sit down wherever they wanted. But Craig really didn't like went out of his way to make sure that table was full and they had to sit somewhere else. (laughs) He's just such a dick too. Like, are there seats? Not if you're single. I mean, what the fuck, dude? So they're pissed. I didn't hear him say that. That, I thought you were joking. I didn't hear that he actually said that. That's awful. He said that. He's saying like all the couples. And what he meant was like, because he said even, you sit across from your date. So all the boys sit on this side and all the girls sit on this side. So when it came to her, she's like, no. Because you know who do you have to sit across from, right? Yeah. So he's such an asshole. So they sit there, and poor Gwyn. I love this because they're being so mean, like just looking right past Gwyn, and they're like, "I can't believe we can't sit over there. This is ridiculous." And they're giving really dirty looks, like they're not hiding it at all. And Love is saying, "Well, I want to sit at least with Amanda and Jerry, like because I don't know how they put up with Craig. Honestly, like why am I even friends with these people? So fucking toxic." So all Leva wants to do is go shit talk Craig, right? Yeah. She does. And Craig sees him and he's like, they're having hissy fits over there. And Chip goes, you should have done seating charts. And he goes, no, I shouldn't. We're all adults. <laughs> Says the As guy he whines and most screams. Childish. <laughs> he goes, this is my party and I'm going to have fun if I want. It's not even I'm going to cry if I want. I'm going to have fun if I want to. And if you two are trying to keep me. Like, and you two are trying to keep me from having fun, but it's fine. They can sit by themselves. Shit happens. It's actually so ungracious as a host. Like, it is actually so, like, it is, uh, oh, it makes me so mad. In case you can't tell, this is where my trigger is starting to hit hit right now. (laughs) Yeah, geez. And he's saying, well, if I made a seating chart and put them over there, that would be a dick move. But listen, they could have sat themselves, right? So now here's where I kind of break off. Because, listen, I am single always, constantly. And I'm always going to weddings and stuff like that. So I'm always in this position, you know. And normally I'm assigned this position, which he's right, is more offensive. But I go have fun with who 
whoever I'm with. Like, yeah. I don't sit there and stew about it, like, where I'm sat. I mean, Leva and Naomi are friends, and they're both supposedly friends with Gwen, so why don't they just laugh with Gwen and go sit by the other employees or whatever and make the most of it instead of being little assholes? Mm. Because they just sit there and stare daggers the whole time. Like, well, make it like. I'll- Leva doesn't show up to trips, and Naomi's being an asshole this whole time. So, like, I get you're not happy, but, you know, still go have fun. I 100% anticipated that that you would have that take. I actually think there's a... I I, I actually, in a weird way, I don't disagree with that. Like, I do think, like, it sucks, but you should, you know, but you are still with your friends. You should be able to have fun. But then as the episode goes on, we see that entire group laughing and joking and doing toasts to each other. And then you know, like those are all your friends, and then the, the the three of you are basically in this corner of the table, not being part of it. And I was like, I think the reason why I got so upset watching it is because I've definitely been in that position before, and it's in those moments you're faced with your lack of gravitational pull. You know, you and you're right, like you should be able to make fun and talk with other people, but you know, the truth is that like. This means that Naomi and Leva, they're the only ones out of the group who have to, like, they can't be totally themselves now. Now they have to be talking to people they don't really know and making conversation. They can't just have the ease of just being with their friends and just, like, shooting this shit and having a great time. And I, this reminds me of, I don't think I, I'm trying to remember if I told this story or not. I feel like maybe I told it when we had that big um, debate about the smokers on Below Deck um, sailing out one time. But I don't think I told the story because because I I didn't tell the story. But I've decided I finally am going to tell the story. If do, are you okay with a story time moment? Go for it, Ben. Okay, because it's going to sound it, it's it's, it's going to sound like a little like classic Ben old name drop or whatever. But I back like twenty years ago, I used to be friends with Ben McKenzie, who was Ryan on the OC, <laughs> and so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because. He had a birthday party and it was his first birthday party, like right after the OC had premiered. So he now was like famous and all the cast was there. It was this whole thing. And after the birthday party, we he went to the the standard hotel, used to have like a diner in it. And there were like these three big banquettes in the back of the diner. So afterwards, everyone went to the everyone went to the to the diner and so the first group of people they the first group of people they went they like they filled up one banquet and then i was at another banquet and then and everyone was just like hanging out talking having a good time you know blah 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 i'm drunk and then ben ben he came in sort of later and he came in with like three or four people and he sat down at the third banquet and i just remember everyone standing up and getting out of my banquet and the other banquet and squeezing into Ben's banquet. And they were, if they couldn't fit in it, there are people with half a butt cheek off the edge of it. People standing up, <laughs> standing over. They're like hanging off the ceiling fans like little gremlins. Yeah. And like, I get it because he's like famous. He's like newly yeah, famous. Yeah, they're there to kiss his it's ass. It's his birthday party. But I wound up sitting, my booth, I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's just like, it's kind of like not my vibe to do that. I just feel like it's so like superficial. And I just remember sitting there and it was just me and Rachel Pilson's publicist and the two of us in this big ass booth and just the two of us. And then everyone else was cramming in on, on Ben's booth. 
And I remember it felt like really humiliating. It felt like, wow, like all these people are so superficial. I know this is totally different than the Southern Charm situation, but I remember thinking in that moment, like, gosh, I can't believe that no one is thinking like, oh, we what we're doing is kind of shitty. Like we should kind of like go back and sit like, like maybe we should sit with those people. We just fully left them in the middle of the conversation, you know? And I kind of watching this thing happen on Southern Charm, I kind of felt like where their hurt was coming from was not just that they were left out, but that no one in that table thought, you know what, I'm going to go sit with them also, you know? And uh, I'm not saying I'm deeply traumatized by that one story. I just always thought that was a crazy thing and so Hollywood. But like, that's a story where I'm like, I understand that feeling of being like two people at a, t- a big ass empty table while everyone else is ever is at somewhere else at the party just having fun and no one even cares so that right but people want to be around fun people so if they're sitting over there at their own table giving dirty looks to everybody and rolling their eyes who's going to be like hey come over here and talk for a minute pull up a chair you know because that's what people i feel like would do if you look like you're having fun but who wants to call over a bunch of eye rolling pissed off people who really you can see why they're over there i mean leva doesn't come to group events because she hates them all and all she does is talk about how much she hates them and they're so toxic and she doesn't want to hang out with them and then craig goes up to naomi and she's just rolling her eyes at him and being like whatever craig when he just invited her beyond their fight so like i get that it's also a season finale party and not just his party so that's like another Mm -hmm. element of it but i'm saying he's wrong but they're not helping Basically, they well, should have yeah. teamed up with the employees at the other table and had a party and made it look like their table. They was should fun. have. They but. they could have still had fun and they don't need to have the other people to have fun and they have each other and they can also have fun. But I understood. I felt like I really understood why they were so frustrated because I've definitely been in that situation where I've been like and it's not just it was not just Ben McKenzie's birthday party. I just bring up that story because it was so, it was so ridiculous to me. It was so, so crazy ridiculous that that happened. Um but uh, I've definitely been in that situation where, like, you know, everyone sits down and the big table fills up and then you're, like, with two people at some random ne- table next to it. And, like, and I was not giving snotty eyes at those moments. And it still sucks. It just always sucks to be in that position. Well, that's where we are at this party. So, Olivia, so now Madison starts piping up, right? Because the girls are pissed and everybody's noticing they're pissed. And then Madison goes, well, I don't think Liv even got the memo. Winter Wonderland, not slutty hoe. I mean, why is she dressed like that, like a <laughs> slutty hoe? I was like, what the hell Madison, is wrong with yeah. you? Uh, what are Ma- you talking about? You're in a crop top dress yourself, ma'am. <laughs> I know. I don't. Where did this come from? And then Olivia's like... <sighs> She's like, I don't like this mean girl energy. Um, and so Catherine then- just shrugs like, really? <laughs> Get used to it, Biatch. What do you think you are right now? You moved from L.A. to be on this show. So let's let's stop with the fake piety. And so even though I agree with Olivia, Madison's an asshole. <laughs> Madison's being so, then- so mean. Um, so Shep's like, oh my God, let's do a blessing. Even though I really don't believe in, just kidding. Don't tell your parents I said that Taylor was going to travel the world with me. Okay. <laughs> Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the grub, Ken Burns. Yay, Ken Burns. <laughs> thank. I just want God, thank you all for the friends, specifically the friends at this table and only this table for this beautiful party. I could not think of better people to share a giant table with. And anyone who's not at this table, well, maybe that's just God's plan. Amen. 
So Naomi and Love are like, <laughs> like their their amen is like. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, Shep's like, may this food make us happy to the New Year's, and then after the New Year's, when I'll probably be in a big eight motel in Guam with Taylor. <laughs> so, um, Love is like, this is like the dinner from hell. <laughs> actually, so, to be fair, the dinner is actually going very smoothly. It's only just hellish for her, but that's right. Fine. It's just those two with their eye rollies. And so Craig's like, I have a speech. Like, I want to, like, thank people for the Christmas past and from Christmas present and from the Christmas future. Thank you for Jerry and Amanda coming into my life. You're why I'm a brand. And Shep, you always said I'm an idiot for this job, but thank you because I wouldn't have been motivated had you not called me an idiot. So thanks for being here. God, I love sharing this with you guys. Shep's like, you're welcome. And then Levin and Naomi are just like still mad. And there's like more cheers. And Shep goes, harumph, 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 harumph. So then... So now Naomi gets up to go get a drink and Leva's like, she just really wants to like talk with Amanda and Jerry. And I don't, I don't understand the seating arrangement. Are, are Amanda and Jerry at the other end of their long ass table? Is that what it so is? Are they not allowed the to thing. sit with them? No. So this is, the, this is what I'm saying. They're at a table with other people, but they're, they're sequestering themselves to the end of the table and being bitchy about it instead of going to the employee side of the table and mixing with them. But you now, know what but I mean? now Leva does do that, by the way. So to be fair, like Leva's now like I'm gonna go talk with it, but not right? to have fun to talk shit about Craig. Well, that is fun. What are you talking about? That <laughs> is fun party. I mean, that is the fun. That is know, the fun. Like this, I know this is a lot of opinions about this party and seating arrangement, but Craig kind of calls it. I mean, Leva just comes in to spread toxicity everywhere, and he's like, "Fuck her," you know. Well, so does Craig. Who though. does that? Craig, Craig spreads toxicity. He gave an insincere invitation to people and did not make them feel welcome. So, um, uh, so the, so basically, so Leva goes over to talk to Amanda. She wants to talk to Amanda and, and Jerry. And then meanwhile, Taylor, oh, wait, there's a big flan fight. Yeah. I was about to, to say, Taylor's like, fight. guess what, Shep? Guess what this dessert is? Creme brulee. That's a flan. That's not creme brulee. It's a flan. John's like, it's no, it's a, it's a creme brulee. No, it's a flan. And John goes, it's all custard at the end of the day. <laughs> It's all custard, which is why I'm having a very happy life with a woman who was pregnant. <laughs> See, finish each other's sentences. Taylor, maybe if you traveled with me, you'd understand the difference between flan and creme brulee. Gosh. Yeah, this was not a creme brulee. Chef's right. So, yeah. um, Leva is talking to the team and she's like kneeling between their seats, you know? And yeah. she's like, I mean, Craig is out of line and I just don't function that way. And that's why I'm upset about it because he's out yeah. of line. And Amanda's like, well, why don't you sit with us? Just sit here. And she's like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. She goes, no, please sit here. And it's like Leva's like, like no, that's okay. not the point. I don't want to sit with you. I want to sit at the other table. This, this wouldn't make me happy either. Biatch. No, no, she was she was just doing faux modesty. Like, no, I couldn't possibly ever. And then, like, as soon as Amanda like twitches to move out of the way, she's like, "Get out of the way, bitch! I'm taking over the seat." <laughs> but um, and by the way, I just want to say, despite everything I just said, I did think it was pretty inappropriate for Leva to go to Craig's team and be like, "Craig is out of that's line." Horrible. Like, it was inappropriate. Yeah, that's I'm shitty. just saying, in counter to what you said before about like, you know, you make, you know, in that situation, you go and you talk to the other people. I was like, well, that is what she's doing. She is talking to the other people. <laughs> So yeah, to, um, to be an asshole. So then um, 
Paige goes, Craig, love is sitting with your team. So the remote control, <laughs> she works that little remote control, and Craig's, yeah. like, infuriated, you know? So he's like, uh, he turns around in his chair, and he's like, uh, Amanda, you don't have to talk to her. She's acting like a child. And Leva, you can leave if you want, because you're acting like a child, and this is about me and my team, but you have to ruin it, because you're making it all about you. And Paige is like, mm, I told him to do that. Yeah. Paige's face is like... She has like the eyebrow. She has like a puckered face and like an eyebrow. She's like, yeah, bitch. That's right, bitch. Get out of here, bitch. And Leva's like, did I act Did I act childish? He goes, yeah, because you threw a bunch of hissy fits. Now, I'm I'm sorry. Leva did not throw a bunch of hissy fits. She was like, this is annoying. With her like, eyes. With her eyes. But Craig is the one actually throwing a hissy fit. So Leva's like, well, because you were so rude. Somebody didn't teach you how to, to, how to talk to people. And Leva basically says, like, bro... You're not Elon Musk, okay? Let's keep it fucking real. A person who has blood, sweat, and tears tied up in bi- in a business isn't screaming at their business gala, okay? You look like a fucking asshole. And so she's like, I mean, you went zero to 100, Craig. And he goes, uh, everyone at this table. And she's standing up now, by the way, because she's starting to leave. And she's yeah. like, yeah, everyone at this table saw you go zero to 100. And he goes, why are you even here still at a party you don't want to be at? And she's like, yeah, well, I was talking to these people because I have a business on a street with these people, okay? The people who actually run your business. Not you, you clown. Now I'm going to go talk shit about you with the heads of Chase Bank America, who also are on that street, okay? But then also, notably, Naomi is at the bar, and she sees this, and she goes, ugh, Leva. And I'm like, you know, for someone who just literally threw out your whole friendship with Vanita because you felt like she said to Vanita that she was mad or she at least told us she was mad because while Craig was yelling at her, Vanita did not come to her like to defend her. And here Craig is yelling at Leva and Naomi is watching and going, Leva and going back to her drink. I was like, Mm -hmm. that feels hypocritical to me. I think she's like, oh God, there Leva goes making a scene at this fucking season finale. Like, of course she is. So Paige goes, oh, that was extremely rude. Extremely rude. And Craig's like, yeah, I'll have security support you out or you can just go. Go home. Go. And she's like, God, I'm going. What do you want me to run, loser? And he goes, Jesus Christ, what an embarrassing way to go out. And he's like standing yelling after her. God, the classiest fucking people. This show has the classiest cast i have to say every one of them jeez i think that craig is way too comfortable yelling at women i mean it happens it's it's, it's happened like five episodes in a row it feels like and then Paige is like and yeah, it's so rude it's so rude. and this is christmas craig loves christmas you love christmas don't you i love christmas don't i you don't have to say the last part i don't have to say the last part okay just stop <laughs> just stop all right cheese ball cheese ball and Madison's like, yeah, go. Yeah, I love that. Saying, just go. Yeah, it is time to go. It's been time to go. It's like, what What happened with Madison and Leva? Why is I that know. on the editing room floor? Everything was sort of weirdly edited here because Olivia, Olivia's like, you're such a bitch. But we don't see her say it. We just hear her and then it cuts to her. And then Madison goes, whoa, okay. And then Olivia stands up and is like, good talking to you. And then like gives her the finger. I was like, check you too. Like, what is this weird so pasted fight that they at, added in at the at end? At least we get a finished arc because now Austin can be in love with Olivia because he's calling her girl, her ex, his ex girlfriend a bitch, right? Which is all yeah. he really wanted was someone to bitch about Madison with. Yeah, <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> so then Olivia, Olivia, and Naomi go outside to check in on Leva, and Naomi's like, "Leva, do you need someone?" She's like, "I'm done." Okay, I'm just gonna stand. You bye. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Leva does that thing where she storms out of a party but has to wait for an Uber, and it's super awkward. She just has to, she's just left there to pace back and forth on the sidewalk, like, okay, I am leaving. Well, soon. Nope, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me, anybody. I'm I'm gone. Just pretend I'm gone. Okay. Sidewalk. No, make a left. Make a. I see you making a right. Make a. Oh God, I'm gonna be here another fucking ten minutes. <laughs> Everyone's staring at me. I get out of here. You go home. I've already left the party, Craig. I'm waiting for the Uber. So now, ten minutes later, Austin finally treats Olivia like a girlfriend because she called Madison a bitch, and then Whitney is singing into the mic. He's like, "Silent night. Oh, oh." Oh, there's a word in that. It's hilarious. Shep's like, why Why can't we just get all get along? I mean, maybe this is the end. I don't know. You know, I'm telling Taylor, let's get the fuck out of the country, Taylor. And then it says, then, three months later. And it's uh, Shep and Taylor at the airport. And Shep is like, we've been planning this trip for a few months now. And it says... Shep convinced Taylor to travel the world with him. And yes, she quit her job. I will, I mean, of course. Boo. Did we really think Taylor was going to actually have an independent thought in this process? No, of course not. God. So she quit. And then we see their Instagram travelogue where he's like, whoa, here we are at an airport. This is amazing. And then it comes up on the screen. But when they returned to Charleston, there was trouble in paradise. He refused to quit. Good thing he never deactivated Raya. <laughs> they put up his Raya profile. <laughs> yeah. So next week we have the big, uh, the big part one of the reunion with 24 people sitting on those sofas. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <sighs> that was good. Times. That was another fun time. Another Southern charm ends with a chaotic winter party. It's like That's the tradition, right? It That's is, and then soon we'll have Winter House right around the corner in just a few weeks. So, anyway, y'all, thank you so much for being here, for listening, and for watching. We'll catch you on the next episode. Have a wonderful weekend, and don't forget, winter is crappening. is on Monday, and so is Take a Seat. So, if you are a House of the Dragon fan, go subscribe to Winter is Crappening and get your recap early. Bye, everyone. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana Do. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickolus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Erica, 500 days of summers. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. The incredible edible Matthews sisters. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork, it's Jennifer Corcoran. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo. 
Karen McMurdo. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs> 